right. So there's a bunch of questions that uh, I want to ask you today. Ah, I have questions I want to ask yes. you too, Marco. So let's just make that our topic is the the questions we want to ask each other. All right. Let's do that. So Would you like to ask your first question, Marco? Well, you know, I'm not even sure that I want to ask them in the order that I wrote them. Oh, I definitely don't want to ask mine in the, <laughs> in the order I wrote them Why either. Not? Why not? Why? Because I feel like I shouldn't start as heavy as I did. <laughs> oh, okay. I, so. would li- I think I would rather open a little lighthearted because I have one that's lighthearted, really. Oh, okay. I've got, I've got, I don't know. I've, some, I would say one or two of my questions I think are a little weird. And I wish I like I'd weird. actually been weirder, to be honest. Oh, get them weird, dude. I know. Let's let's get weird. But I'm trying to think. Let's see. What would so? What were you just talking about? Oh, okay. So art and things like that. Mm, so mm. one of the questions I have for you, Zach. Why do you think? And it's kind of a several parter here, but still, bear, bear with me. Why do you think desire and motivation? are so rarely married in the critical mind. Why don't all of us build upon our ambitions? We seem to regret things in life that we never did or quit too soon. Mm-hmm. Why do you think our minds push us to achieve, but at the same time rain us from doing so? So why do we have great ambitions but don't act on them or or are unable to act on them? Well, I don't know if I'd say unable. Unable as in like maybe past something the in life is holding I, you back. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like just getting but past when your you own. You have mental. the capability. There's so many things I feel like even in my own life that I I just haven't done yet. And and I feel like a lot of it was because I just didn't push myself or what was missing. So I'm just curious if you feel that same way. And what do you think what do you think's at play there? What's going on? What's really who's really the culprit? <sighs> oh, I am. I am definitely the culprit of my own inactivity. Are you, know? you though? Oh, well, how? Who else is? Well, I just or what wonder. Else is? I wonder if 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 I, I didn't do something, I'm the one that didn't do it. Yeah, it's very. I it's easy to discern that, or rather, to conclude that. But then I wonder how much of me, for example, is a product of my habitat, of my upbringing. And how I interpreted things growing up as my brain matured and, and matures. Mm-hmm. But all the parts I have are done growing. Now they're just dying. So my... I think your mind's always growing. You're, you're always expanding your viewpoints and changing. Not in the literal sense is what I mean. So you mean physical? Physic, yeah. Okay. So not physically. And I there's something to be said about that, I think. But th- anyway, that's my opinion. So that's, that's what I mean. Like, you but, know, how and, much it, of that... In that regard, though, decay is growth for the mind because you're changing. If your mind's decaying, you're still changing your viewpoint, and that can that can be a growth in a sense. I'm not sure I follow. I think you are you mixing the physical and the metaphysical there. Not like metaphysical, our, our just like your your mental capabilities and your mental uh, strains and how what you what you think of and how you think like that's a, a cause so why, cause then, why does that change happen do you just blame gross. yourself so when yeah, you- yeah oh the whole the only reason i'm not in the video game industry is because i got lazy i stopped working on it but if that's the only thing holding you back why didn't i just do it yeah i don't i don't know I really don't. It's frustrating because I think about that a lot. And that kind of flows into a question I have for you as well. 
that I'll that I'll ask next. But it, it, it frustrates me because I could literally do anything, right? Like we're humans, and humans have the capability to manipulate their surroundings and reality pretty much, right? Right. And it's like, why didn't I just keep doing the work? That's all it takes is just do the work. But I, I didn't. I, I, I chose to focus on the job that was paying me instead. I mean, maybe that's because I thought maybe it was out of fear of not having a job. Because if I focused on something else, then that wouldn't give me money in the in the short term. Then I wouldn't like you know be able to prosper. Mm-hmm. But I think that so. But it's all my fault. I'm the one that chose that path. Which is fine. I don't necessarily regret the path that I've chosen. I just, I've all, I've all, you're always going to want more. That's a thing too. You know, I don't think there's ever a point where I'm going to be like, yeah, this is good enough. That's a, that's a thought that disturbs me. I, but only partially because I, I think about satisfaction all the time mm. because it's important to me. I, I I'm really, in love with the idea that I can reach a level of satisfaction, whatever it may be, and just stay there. Because I feel that that is what is wrong with society in general, with civilized human society, is that satisfaction is never reached. And I say partially because there are things that I'm just satisfied with. They don't have to evolve. They don't have to ever change again. And really, I'm probably going to be upset if they do. You know, there's only one thing in my life that I'm satisfied with, and that's who I am as a person. I really like me. Well, that is the best thing I, to I, have. I, I think that I am a good guy, and I think that I, the way I treat others, I think I treat them well. You know, I, I'm not mean. I'm not malicious. I don't right. go out, out, of my, out of my way to hurt others. Right. So, I'm like, I'm really happy in the way I am as a person, but I'm not happy with my level of... Uh, quote unquote success, right? I don't, I can't survive on my own. I like, not just like in the wilderness, but like financially, like I couldn't live alone. Yeah. And that, that bothers me a lot. Yeah. Like I was like, cause if I can't provide for myself, how could I provide for another and, and create a family? Like how would that even happen? Right. No, it couldn't. I mean, right? not, not without strife or, or that the, the, the potential mate being all, uh, way better than me oh, in that so regard factors I mean, and then but in that if that's true why would they want to be with someone that's less than them especially females because in the in the way that like our society is structured generally um men make more money and the females look for that to either be equal or for the man to be ab- above financially like that's that's what they were and that's fine and 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 guys usually go after looks Guys go for someone that's as attractive as them. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's what it all kind of factors in with attractivity. But like guys look for uh, an attractive level of their, on themselves or a little more. But I mean, that's not the only, those aren't the only two factors, but those are two big contributing factors and two big drivers for relationships. True. I also think that a, a clever mind is important. I don't only look at looks. Well, you I know think what I'm you, saying? you benefit from a clever mind when you like yourself. So I think you've got what a lot of people don't, 
and that I think is the most important thing to have as a core is liking yourself. That is that to me is profound. I think that's really important to have. Yeah, because I've I've annoyed myself before. You know, there's points where I'm like, this was a bad decision and I shouldn't have done that. Or like literally just like I'm doing things that are annoying. <laughs> and I can't get away from it. I yeah, can't even but stop that's it. That's just judgment. That doesn't um that doesn't compare in, in, as far as in terms of like negativity towards yourself. No, but I, in general, I, 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 I like, like or hate even themselves. So that yeah. that I think that holds back a lot more in life. Um, is is hating yourself or not not even or even just not liking yourself that will hold you back from pretty much everything. So so the fact that I think you've got the opposite that you're in a good position. Yeah, no, I I. I have seen that there. So then it's just others. laziness. You just attribute it to laziness, and and that can well, be fixed when you feel like it. No, no, no. It can't be fixed when you feel like it. That's the thing. Laziness is a trap. It, it literally sucks you down, and it's it's all you you can't. You have to like. It's a hole. Laziness is a hole that keeps getting d- deeper and deeper and deeper. The more you you align with it, and it's it's very difficult to get out of that. Like I could I. I've tried. I've tried to just work on the thing and I just can't. I just I can't just like sit down and and 3D model. Like it stopped interesting me. Well, that's the thing and too. It, it, be, it became it became this overbearing thing. Well, then maybe it's not laziness. Maybe you've just you've lost your interest and the yeah, the, but the, the urge you feel is just nostalgia. Because it's part of your youth. It was well, part not of just nostalgia, but, to be. but the proof that my time and effort and money spent wasn't wasted. It goes into that sunken ship fallacy as well. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time on that too. That's why I believe, uh, just to add to what you're saying, that in education or intelligence is its own reward. That helps with the regret of not using it to say, you know, produce something. Mm-hmm. Um and that is very much, you know, when you think about art, it it's what's selfish about art to me is that you're trying to produce something that others will like. You know what I mean? It isn't always just because I mean, even if you say, well, I, I hide my art, I, I'm, I'm a low, I'm a private, you know, I don't like to share my drawings or my music or my writing. Yeah, that 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 itself, in my opinion, is is a cast. It's a bait. It's like, well, I want to share it, but only with those who are really interested. You know, I, I want the creme de la creme of the crowd. I don't want the average Mickey Mouse fan. You know, so, so it's like an art gallery. It's, it's pretentious. For, but, I think it's for... egotistical. Yeah, it is. No, it, 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 I, I do believe that. I really do. I think that also some people, though, that are truly creative, like they have to do something that that gets oh, that yeah. creativity drive it can out. be an insanity i yes. mean I, I i believe that even what we're doing now in this podcast is creative i think this is oh, a crea- yeah yeah this is a creative that. endeavor yeah and and i enjoy it so i'm like my creativity has not left me and has not been expressed in some way like i think if you're a creative person and at the core i believe everyone is a creative in some way but i i think that some people more adapt to be creative and that be a driving force mm-hmm. i think that that it will show in some way it let it even be in jokes and conversation maybe you're very articulate and you're able to communicate with people in a, in a fun 
manner, right? And 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 play with words, and and you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, do you think the passions that you currently have unfinished in your mind that maybe are regrets, uh, or are, still have some drive behind them? Do you think you'll return to them one day? Will you ever be a game artist, even accidentally, and then it, then you won't feel like you've wasted. I don't think so. No. I, I think that that part of me has died. I think that that Zach died, mm. and that's okay. You know, sure. I, we're we're always changing and have new new endeavors. Um, I I still, you know, really what I what I would like to do is do some more animation. That's something that like still drives me. Is something that I think about because I really did enjoy three D animating. Like that was fun. I didn't really care about the modeling aspect um, or the rigging. I hate rigging, actually. And I tried lying to myself. Like, no, I love rigging because because it's a hard one to do. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I got to pretend I love it. It's very meticulous. Yeah. yeah. Dude, rigging, because what's frustrating about rigs is that they break. Like, like, you can literally put your thing together and it works. And then one day it just doesn't. It's like, how the fuck, how does that happen? It's a computer program. Why is my computer program that I, that I you know, Design not not design the program, but designed out of the program. How is this breaking? How does that make sense? Well, that, that, yeah, I mean, so my experience with animating three modeling in in three D animation was with Blender, and I did that for like three months or so, and I noticed that it's all logic based, right? Because it's that's the software, that's how it's programmed, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that once you once you put so many you start creating so many different animations for one model and then you start combining them to do new and interesting things and when the logic breaks that's when the the rigging breaks right and you mean logic as in oh yeah logic in terms of how the program determines the assigned movement of the skeleton so that that the logic was corrupted the the program Uh, file it's not corrupted it's just illogical in other words when you ask it to do something it's going to conclude the movement of the model based on what it knows it's not the program okay. isn't smart enough to, to say well that's not how a human leg bends you know what i mean it will just yeah. bend it that way because that's what you told it to do through the many functions that you've set the variables and and i see so i go to made. rotate the the thing and then it's like oh i usually rotate this way that's just how my program tells me to to well, yeah, and you that. make that mistake as the artist because, like, I know, like, one thing I was doing was I, I had, I was animating a skeleton as an enemy for my friend's video game, mm-hmm. and I started with a skeleton because I figured, you know, you know, spooky, spooky skeletons. They can be goofy. If something yeah. goes wrong with them, it's okay. It looks funny. It stands yeah. out, and that's all right. Like, they can be a kind of a goofy enemy even accidentally. Um, and so I, I was having so much fun with it. I'm like, well, I'll, you know, I'll twist the hip here on this run, and maybe like. This guy that's undead now had a limp when he was alive, right? Okay. So his limp transferred into death. So that's he's a limping cool. skeleton. Yeah. yeah, like he just, yeah, even in death, he couldn't get rid of that limp. So shit like that, because now I'm having fun with it. I want to be more creative. And so I would, you know, I'd pivot the hip and I'd do some other things. And I would, I would accidentally move my rigging. Just the tiniest bit. The most minuscule, minuscule, like, you know, error in Mm -hmm. in, in the placement of the skeleton's skeleton. So, like, the skeleton of the skeleton. That's what a rig is, right? And and then I would animate everything. And then I would notice, like, there'd be, like, a a half second where, 
the hip would just fly out of like the framing of his, his <laughs> run movement. You know what I mean? Like this do something totally wacky, yeah. or, like a, a foot would extend or stretch or whatever. And that was my error. That's that's where that's where I believe the the when the logical movements become the logical, the computer program just is just doing what it knows to do. It doesn't know to to fix that. Right. You have to, you have yeah. to go in now and <laughs> you know, which is probably why a lot of companies use motion capture anyway. It's yeah, just that creates its own pro, uh, problems too. You need someone to clean up motion capture. Yeah, it's too dense. The yeah. data is too dense. Yeah, that's true. Manual animation is more fun. But anyway, so, okay. I think that answers my question. My first yeah, question. Right. Dun, dun, oh. All right, I guess I'll ask my question next. Then. All right. So, Marco, if you could be a god of any domain, <laughs> what would that domain be? Now of, this of could what, be what past, domains. What are my choices? Anything. Human so it could be like fantasy could, domain, as in like um, you're the god of blank. You know, and this could be like oh, so past, like a, so like a future, present, any kind of like you know. It doesn't have to be limited to actual gods of the past. It could be like what you think you would be a god of. Like what would your? Well, this sounds very like Roman or Greek pantheon based, right? Well, like, I mean, in, 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 in sense, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, like the god of wine, you could say that, or like the the god of farms, or the god of agriculture, you know, or animal handling. I think it would just be the god of lightning, which I think is technically is Thor. Okay, you know, or, well, yeah, or I mean, yes, a sky father, or even you yeah. Know. I just like uh, so in because when you say domain, it makes me think of D anD D, but of course, that's the, the idea is taken from human history, right? Mm. But in in Dungeons and Dragons, there is a the uh, gods a, a of game the sea. setting. Well, there's many different, and there's a game setting called Dark Sun. Okay, right, and in that game setting, there are no gods, so instead, the divine powers are. El- elemental based right fire lightning Ooh. water earth. okay so it's kind of primordial. like a, it's it's primordial kind of a gaia or like or, or, or anima if you want to think of it that way like everything has a, you know, a god that controls it sort of thing mm. um so i i would probably be that i'd just be like the you know the element of lightning you know just okay and w- lightning. what what interests you about the lightning aspect i just like you know it's simple i lightning is cool to me it's 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 like the apex of energy, you know, it's like, um, it's like, uh, it's, it's a metaphor for me, lightning about when moments in, as a, you know, in humans and in human history, like when great achievement is this, you know, great discovery, great to treat achievement, great imagination. I, I think of all those moments as like lightning, you know? Oh, achievement is lightning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, in my brain, that's like a metaphor. And lightning is just exciting. It's dangerous and it's flashy and it looks cool. And I just like it. <laughs> well, the reason I ask is because like, I think that like we were saying that humans are, can do anything like in the, if you believe it to be possible, it kind of is like, if you believe that you can Wait, do what something. Are, what are the limits of existence? Right. So you could turn that into a job right you could turn whatever lightning is to you and what you why you like it what's so the like nine to five for a lightning so what, exactly so let's figure let's let's tease this out all right so you're saying that um achievements right and 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 almost in a sense enlightenment right so like yeah moments that stand out to me like even a like a great victory you know like um 
I don't know, like if you're watching Rudy and they they raise him, you know, all the other athletes, raise, team members raise them, raise him on their shoulders, kind of thing, right? Like that's a yeah. lightning strike to me in my mind. I know that sounds weird, but like that's how my mind thinks of things. It's like lightning strikes. You know you what know? that is? That's a leader. You want to be a leader. That's I guess that's I do. I mean, I, you know, but it's funny you say that because. My idea of leadership, and we've done a whole podcast on this, but yeah, right. my idea of leadership was never to be the one that had the attention or even to be up front. My idea of leadership is to be the one who solves the problems by bringing the right the people team together. together. Yeah. 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 And, and, and encouraging them to be the best. That, right. That's a leader. Right. Just but, adjudicating, but, but that's not the, actually but, like... Through, through your team that you've yeah. created right. as a leader and have cultivated this, you know, relationship, you can strike lightning right. with achievements. Yes, that's how I look at it. That's yeah. exactly how I look at it. So, so, so that's your job is a is is a leadership role. That's what you want out of, out of a job. I think that's true. I think that's I would agree with that. I think deep down that's what I want. I want to be, um, always someone who is problem solving because I love that. Mm-hmm. And working with people that want to learn, that want to also find a solution to the problems we have to fix and are willing to work with someone who's got ideas about how to do it. And what's interesting to me is like, I always say this too, um, I always feel as though the the goal of any good teacher is to be a student again, right? And that's why I love learning even when I, you know, even if I'm the teacher for whatever the, you know, whatever reason, whatever right. position I have in life or at the moment, uh, it, I'm always excited when I learn something new from the student, right, or mm-hmm. from someone, or, or it shows you a different viewpoint or yeah, a different way to yeah. look at it, even. Or, yeah, I think I love that learning is. Ex- it's so. It's, I think it's very important. It's like got to be one of the most important things to as as your. Human existence is continuing to to grow through knowledge and and oh, it's so expand your granted, viewpoint, dude. Our, our our capability for intelligence is 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 outstanding. That's what makes us super beings. Oh yeah, the fact that we can form concepts out of nothing. I mean, whatever I learned today that I didn't know, I didn't know. You know what I mean? That's like hello. I was, I was two days years old yes. when I found out. I, like, I mean, yeah, think about no, that. Exactly. I love it. It's like, yeah. how did I not think of this before? And some people believe that nothing is real until you think of it. Like, you know, like that's what the whole chakra thing, I guess, is about. Or so, like some people believe that, you know, like witnessing uh, oh, things the, only the, occur different, when no, the different levels of knowledge, yeah, right? Yeah, like, like you can't you can't know something until you've done it. Right. No, or, no, no. Like the fact it. that reality doesn't exist until we think about it, like we're the dreaming oh, god or whatever. Okay. Like, yeah, I don't that, believe that, too. but I, 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 I get why that's an attractive thought because it's like until you knew something, it wasn't part of the it universe. wasn't part of the universe. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, you, I just think no, I, think I agree we with take that. Education though. for granted or knowledge for granted, definitely. Yeah, especially the most mundane thing. I, I really think so, especially when we were younger. Like being a smart person was like looked down upon oh, dude, by your peers. I grew up in you know what my grade school was in the eighties, and then I was a teenager in the nineties. So I grew up through you know the nerds were not hailed. You know, I I didn't tell anybody. I mean, when I I got into like Dungeons and Dragons and you know Warhammer in like eighty nine ninety no right. like ninety ninety one. 
and it was that was not a cool thing. Like, right. that, and we weren't uncool kids, but that was just not a cool thing to be into. Right, like, you, you don't tell your friends about it. That like well, don't you already do it. Friends yeah, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, don't, you, know, like you don't go around talking club about it. Kind of thing. Yeah, no, it wouldn't <laughs> well, get you we're laid. Secret nerds. You know? Now, if I'm like, oh yeah, I cosplay, you know, some yeah. obscure anime character, it's like instantly. And if I'm attractive, especially then instantly, I'm like, I got all these followers. But that's another thing, too. It was funny. It's like being a nerd was so negative when I was in like grade school that even if you were an attractive person, if you, if you were a geek or whatever, or really, nerd, you got shunned. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it sounds rough, but it wasn't. It was just like. You know, another click, another cast of the, the oh, community just a social, you were in. It was yeah. just a social construct. That's at the time. it. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like people shit on us. I never had problems with bullies or anything like that. You know, if anything, we were like anti-bullies at one point. You know, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, and I know you know what I'm talking about because you had your own experiences with that. But um, but yeah, I don't look at it. I don't. There's no regret there. I guess from that, I don't know if that's going off topic for your question. But yeah, I mean, whatever. No, it's good, though. And so, like, I was thinking about this question for myself, too. And what I came to the conclusion of is, like, I really... What's your God? What God are you? I'm a God of animals, man. I just love... I love the green man. (laughs) No, see, I don't like plants. No. I I don't... (laughs) Yeah, okay. I don't like dealing with, like, horticulture and... fauna, no flora? Yeah. No, I just, like, I don't care about your medicinal... I do care. I actually find plants very useful and great. I just... It's like learning about a cell. Like, I hate learning about cells. Because they're so... All right, and that brings me to my next question for you then. Speaking on cells, that, that's well, a good segue. Well, I mean, okay, so we'll go back. We'll okay, just let we'll me, hold that. So, moment. God, God of animals, and then I would be like some kind of like a like a trainer. Like that's what I want. I want to train animals and like have the dominion over them. You see what I'm saying? So be like the ultimate animal. So, would you have the form of an animal? No, no, no. I don't mean to be an animal myself. So, like as a job. Well, you are though. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, because you're human. That wasn't a, like a pass. No, we know. <laughs> of course, all humans are animals, but we don't consider ourselves part of that thing. I know, it's right? weird. It is very weird. Um, but I would like to, you know, like training horses, training animals, training dogs, even farming, I think is really cool. I think like livestock farms are like, they're really interesting. And like how like it all works and comes together, like the different ways to do it, like um, grass fed versus grain fed versus grain finished or, or grass finished and all that stuff and how that, that goes into nutrients and things like that. But that takes a great knowledge of the plants as well. It does, but I don't want to, I don't. I want very little. You're so aspect. entitled. You're the most entitled animal god I've ever met. <laughs> of course, it's my it's my godhood that it's I get to fantasy. choose. It's my fantasy, and I made you listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of like where I think my path could take me. But I like that because it's like. So you're the god of of training animals, and I'm the god of lightning. Yeah, I think we'd get along. <laughs> it works out, I think. I won't bug you too much. But what I like about it is, is, is the same kind of like what you're taking is like the it's leadership, oh, the yeah. leadership aspect of it too. Is like you know you're you're well, it sounds more like you want to be a teacher, not a leader, which I think overlaps. I think, the, I think but, they, yeah, I think they overlap. But, a but lot I think too. generally, I think, and I think of you that way. That's interesting. I actually think of you as like the spirit of a teacher. That's how I think of you as a person. Like if I was to identify your like general your default persona mm-hmm. i think of you as a teacher because i always feel like you want to learn something and yeah, then share i love it. learning and i love sharing so that's, it yeah that's, that's a teacher yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. So. yes but salesman screw them we're done i don't like them 
Uh, okay, well, that that is a good segue into my next question. So my next question is, and again, it's got several parts. How do you view the importance of life? Do you think it is sacred, like a pious person? Is it precious because it appears rare in the universe? How far do you take that importance? Is even a single living cell deserving of our attention collectively? Okay. Um, on a cellular level, I, I, don't, I don't care about them. Like, you know, if a, if a few cells on my body, you know, need to die so that I can get better overall, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, let's 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 cut that those open and let's fix my back. Mm-hmm. Um do I think life is precious? Yes. I think I think and I, but I don't think of it as a sacred thing as like religious. I don't think of it as even because it's rare. I just think that it is deserving of life because it is alive. What why it's is it intrinsic? What, it, what is its purpose and if it's deserving it means it serves something. It serves itself. It in itself is important because it it, it so thinks what that, if that's it what I'm feels, asking. Then. What is it, important about life? That it is alive. It's just that it's just it is what it is. That kind of thing. It's it's not because someone on high said it. It's not because it's rare. Because it's only rare to me. It's not rare because it's everywhere. In, our, in, our, in my universe, in my scope of reality, yeah, on I Earth don't it think is not rare. I don't right. think of you know the moon as part of my ecosystem, right? I, it's not part of it is in the sense that it, it contributes to tides oh, no, no, and stuff debating. like that. Sorry, I gave you a look, but I'm not debating it. Yeah, I was thinking the how to follow that up. Okay, go okay. ahead. But like, it, it like outside of Earth, it's it's not rare. I just think that I mean inside of Earth, it isn't rare, right? So I think that just because a, a person or a potential, even a potential life, if it's if it's inside you, it's growing. It's like that. That's that's important. Just because it's alive, I why is it important? That's a hard. I don't I don't have an answer. I because I've thought about that. It's like. It's like why? Because I like I I try not to to crush bugs if I don't have to. Mm. You know, it's like that's and, and they don't. We don't have a concept of them thinking. I at least in my mind, I don't think of bugs having a a, a family. You know, of think uh, other bugs that care about them and that they're important to and things like that. But since it's alive, I don't want to. I don't want to torture it with you know pulling its legs apart and stuff like that. Like that seems it just seems cruel regardless if it, you can feel because i don't know if bugs can feel they, you know the whole the whole adage that fish don't feel like i think that they do now we we believe through science that they can had they do have the nerve endings and they can't feel but oh they must i don't yeah. i would never believe that they didn't i think that's kind of idiotic. but as a kid like you you'd be told when you're fishing oh it's okay if you you know when you, when you hook them because like that's kind of insane hooking yeah. a fish with a with a fishing hook because like that's that's rough. That's like imagine just like a a literal like puncture wound into your your cheek, and then you're being pulled up by your cheek. Like that's, yeah, <laughs> and all you wanted was a worm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of messed up. But it's like I I I I don't I don't think it's bad that I eat animals though. You know, I think that 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 for somehow that that falls in line. Maybe that's because I was raised because 
I also believe that humans are above all other animals and uh, above all other plants. I don't think that they, that I, I as a human have domain over all other lower. Well, that is, that seems to be the, but I don't want to enact any unnecessary. Well, what really harm. is the difference between us and a bug? Like a beetle, for example. Oh, it's our it's our, our mind conception seems, of know, of being able to think and feel. Well, I that's, think the only that's what's well, different. But I'm pretty sure a beetle can think and feel. It may not. It most certainly isn't as complex as we are. I think really the only difference is it, morality. It we design morality. It definitely thinks because it's moving, and it and definitely it de- feels. And it definitely knows how to get to food and where that food is for next time. That's what I mean. So it can so plan. So it is thinking. So it has imagined. It has the capability to imagine things because right. it can imagine the way to that way to get there. Yeah. So I think I don't know. Often that's my conclusion is that the only real difference between us and other life and nature is morality. But I think even that is wrong because there are mammals I think that have morality systems as well. Mm-hmm. I think chimps and dolphins and things like that they have because they have social community yeah they they have so if you have a social community you have a morality morality, yeah yeah, and you have the ability to think and feel so i mean even even if it is uh just the because what is feeling but chemicals in your brain like serotonin and 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 these other like that's what it is it's just a driver of your emotion deductive though for me i think that if you can induce stress and you can measure the stress through chemicals it's it's feeling it's feeling those chemicals yeah but it isn't just that triggering of the effect right there's there's a common there's a lot of comboing going on i think that results in something as complicated as an emotion even in the simplest creature i mean like it's not human specific i, I was i, I was say i i don't know because i can make a dog feel real bad if i want yeah I, no i'm I'm not saying you can't I'm, I'm just saying that that is a in itself a complicated conclusion of events you know, it isn't just as simple as reducing it or deducing it to just the trigger of a chemical. If the, if there weren't so many other effects born from that triggering, it wouldn't happen at all in the way that it does is what I'm getting at. So to just call yeah. it simply a chemical, I don't know, to me, this is my opinion. Well, I don't I'm know. not saying I, I'm right. That's to, just how I look at it. What I've seen is that like all emotions are 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 recognized in your body through so chemicals though if because if you have a chemical imbalance if you literally don't have enough serotonin you will i forget what serotonin does well, right. exactly no but but I it mean, also attributes to sleep and your ability to your your, your the way you uh confidence levels and things like that it but is the only is only life that becomes sentient is that is that the only life that matters that is important no i think all lives are important even like a bug i think it's important but i also think that my life is more important mm-hmm. but i and i don't want to induce unnecessarily harm you know or in torture and because i just find that to be unkind you know it's just not it's not nice and, I, and i'm a nice guy well that leads into another question i have for you actually Okay, if you want to go again, then I'll go. That's I just yeah. What what is the most important freedom that any human must have above all others? Choice. Like you need to be able to choose what you do. Like well, what choice you say. is very broad. There's lots yeah. of choices. So that's what's mean. important. <laughs> you have to sort of have as many choices as possible. Not allowed. Uh, you need to be allowed to make as many choices as, as possible. Mm. 
not necessarily have the choices given to you mm. because choices can be hidden, but you need to be allowed to make those choices and not just like following, you know, whatever mandate and stuff like this. You need to be able to choose. Like mm-hmm. I need to be able to like, if I don't want to get a vaccine, I shouldn't be forced to get a vaccine. Right. If I don't want to, I don't know if I, if I want to own a gun, that's not really as intrinsic, but I do believe guns are that it's important to, for me to be able to own a gun though. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if that's intrinsic, an intrinsic kind of choice, you know? Well, even I, that's why I didn't, form the question that way because i mean any right or freedom or any civil right or freedom or liberty however you want to term it it's all man-made anyway the idea yeah. the concept itself you know nature doesn't require it of us so to speak you know in fact as far as nature is concerned if that's even a way to look at nature to give it like its own personality i don't think we we can be as vicious as we want yeah. to each other because it'll adapt to to that to us you know i know we often think of like man scouring the earth as desolation to the environment but it isn't i don't think not in the sense that the environment cares you know if we create a desert because we destroy the soil in a certain region of a country then it's a desert you know as far as we know the earth well, likes like deserts, easter island you know? right <laughs> yeah because easter island was was once a lush like you know habitable like land that had a bunch of trees but the Indigenous. I don't know if it was indigenous peoples or if it was like the. Well, they couldn't be indigenous if they were an island, right? If you don't bring it there, you won't find it there. Yeah, I guess right. <laughs> as far as people are concerned, yeah. But like the the peoples that you know that it, came there, they they yeah. tore down all the trees to to build and to create other things. It was and, nice for a while, and then it and then it went went to garbage now yeah. now you ran can't out of resource yeah. yeah and like even the topsoil started to erode and stuff like that so but the most important i don't know the most important freedom if it's not choice if that's too broad i would guess so i think it's very important is speech being able to say that would have been my yeah choice is speech free speech yeah and then i think that can i think that when you speak, though, you need to be able to accept the consequences of what you say. Because, oh, I don't think because should, someone yeah. will also retort, and I think that's totally fine. Well, and, and, you, will, and you will upset no, yeah. people, and you will make other people happy. So it's like consequence in the sense of both positive and negative. I would rather there was consequence than the inability, right? The to force, cause it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like no, because I believe the only good way to to beat bad speech is with good speech. Yes, I think that I think that wins out. If there's anything good about human, the human condition or just humans in general, is that what is generally believed to be right and good will be louder as a voice than what is bad. I think that's important because yeah. if anything, that means we are at least more concerned with survival enough to agree we should be better toward each other, at least to survive. Which is basically the state we're in every day, twenty four seven, right? It's it, trying to survive. It's trying it's to survive trying and not destroy each other or ourselves. So, I think that's a good enough morality as a foundation, at least for you know the 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 project of greater morality, if you want to call it that, for you know less human suffering. But I think that's really important. Yeah. 
So I agree with you. So I guess I have a question. What, what if we're talking about emotions earlier? What even is love? Like love to me is a very weird emotion. It's very like it's it's very undefined. You know, so you have like different kinds, you have different kinds of love. You have like love for your family and you have love for your friends and you have love for like your romantic partner. Right. Well, and those are like your three like classic, like different kinds of love. Okay. So, yeah. So the, the emotion is the same for all of those, but what regulates the differences is what you desire from them. Right. So, not to be gross, but an example would be uh, the difference between my love for my girlfriend and, like, say, my family members is I don't want to sleep with my family members, <laughs> right? That is a major, and I'm being serious, like, scientifically, that is a major difference right. of what filters my love for my girlfriend or my mm-hmm. wife or whatever. And, and you can make any example you want to fit that, you know, to fit that example. Um, but I think the, I mean... At, at its origin, love is the same no matter what. It, it, the, affection, the, affections, the affections of love are just categorized is the way I look at it. And I really think if you want to put, if what you're asking me, like, what is the epitome of love? I think, I think it's put best actually in the movie um, Goodwill Hunting when he's arguing with Matt Damon's character on the bench, which is my favorite scene in the movie. And um, he's, he, I don't think he, he argues with Matt Damon's character. I forget his name that he never dared to love anyone so deeply because real love only happens when you care about something more than you care about yourself. And I think that is true for the if in in terms of the epitome of love, like the, mm-hmm. the greatest example of of love. Because what is love? Love is a synonym for me for sacrifice. That's all love means. Love is sacrifice with no gain. No no direct reward, right? I sacrifice Something about my person, my time, my resource in order for you to benefit with no reward immediately given, right? Now, sometimes love is, as they say, reciprocal, right? And that's what you might call fair love, right? I do for you and you do for me. Right. And that is true, but I wouldn't even call that love necessarily. I would try to complex that, make that more and more complex of an idea and say that's really respect. Because in my opinion, what I value more than love is respect. I think if you look at any successful relationship, whether it's friends or uh, uh, intimacy or uh, even uh, the people you work with, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. Because you can love strangers, too. I often do. Um, because there, that again is a category. I think what's really going on there, when it when it's reciprocal, at least, is is respect. Okay. And that, if you want to, if you want to add respect in with love, then I would say that is the better foundation. Because when you have respect for someone else, you can communicate with them. And when you can communicate with someone, you can do a lot. And right. You, and you can sustain many good things about your relationship and the aspects of your relationship with someone much longer when it's built upon respect and love doesn't do that not by default that love is more like um i wouldn't call it a symptom but like um oh what would you say you know it's a box of chocolates it's a gift it's a reward a lot of times but like i said earlier it's a sacrifice really that's yeah. what, that's how i would because I, I, sometimes i find it weird to like so like family love and friend love to me like 
once we're friends, like you're and we become really good friends, you almost become like family. Like that's how much I care. And I would like, I would do a, a lot for a I good agree, friend. Yeah. Um, but at that same aspect, it's like, you would never befriend a, befriend a 10 year old to some random 10 year old. You wouldn't just like become best friends with them. Like that's, that's well, such a strange concept to me. It's like, like my niece is like 10, right? Say, and, but, and I, and I love my niece and I would do a lot for my niece, but like, I would never like uh, befriend some strange ten year old. <laughs> like that's like well, it's interesting you that, say that. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like a weird aspect of like the friend and versus family and like the bonds? Well, what makes it weird is is adding the word best. So think about that for a second. And 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 this concept is in part uh, was in part designed, I would say, in my mind by um, Christopher Hitchens, who was a a favorite writer of mine he passed mm. away but uh i think it was him who made this argument in an interview once who knows what interview that um he didn't like the concept of a best friend because it's selfish it's possessive and what does it really mean to have a best friend he's like after the age of you know 10 why do you have best friends and i thought that's a really you know that i thought about that i still do but and it occurred to me that that's what makes anything kind of weird. I mean, especially in your example, which I think is a really good example. I don't have a problem with being friends with a child. That doesn't bother me at all, especially if I like that that child or they're important to me in some way, like they're a family member, like you said. Right. A yeah. niece, a nephew, things like that. Because of my age, that's what they would likely be. Right. As opposed to, say, a brother or a sister. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with being friends with that person what we have that's relatable or in common will be extremely limited. And that's what limits a friendship anyway, is what you have in common. Right. So I don't have a problem with being their friend. It's only weird if I'm their best friend. Because best adds ownership. It adds it, it makes it makes the whole idea selfish and obsessive when you think about mm-hmm. it. And we use that term all the time even i still See, use it but i, I try st- to catch I, st- I stopped using the word yeah, best I friend because myself. it's like um people would say who's your best friend when you're a kid right, right? Yeah. it's like well i would say like you know charlie's my best friend and chris is my best friend I'm like no no who's your best friend i'm like like that made no sense to me like i can only have one best friend so i stopped using the word best friend exactly and just said these are my good friends or these are my brothers you know these are my you know and i agree and that's what i what that's what i'm referring to when i say we categorize our love because i agree with you i think a good friend is um someone who i think of as family right and i even think it can it can it can work in reverse a family member can become a good friend yeah and I'll use you, for example, like I think of you as a very good friend and I, I consider you like family. But in terms of categorization, if you and my brother are both drowning, I hope you can swim, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. You know but what you I'm also, getting at? You've, you've like, also, it's not an insult. I, I, you know no, I mean? no, no, no. And I don't take it as one. I yeah. actually take it as a compliment that you consider me like uh, a I family do. and yeah. I consider you family, too. But I, I think that going through shit creates big bonds with 
other people. Oh, so that's like, undoubt- that's, undoubtedly I true. I think that's one of the reasons, like high school friends, like when you're at that time and you're still in contact with them, become so good of friends is because that's a major part of your life is there's a lot of things changing. There's a lot of turmoil going on when you're a teenager and you're going through it together. Mm-hmm. And you create bonds that are that can be long lasting. What's well, also how you learn trust and its usefulness. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it really is. That is a, that is a, that is a very good point. Like I have learned who and why and when to trust people, and through my my years as like a teenager. Like, uh, yeah, like yeah, that definitely. was dude. Teenagers are like very formal years. It's crazy how much changes. In that in that time frame, and how much you like you learn and experience, and you're pushing boundaries, and then I don't know. Once you hit like 26, 27, you're like, all right, kind of kind of getting this, you know? <laughs> oh man, starting to learn. Yeah, every time I felt that way. So now when I feel that way in my life, I'm on my guard because in the past, whenever I felt like I was figuring shit out, I didn't realize I was at the next cliff. Oh, you got slapped <laughs> in the face. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Yeah, we figured out that path. That mountain wasn't so high. Yeah, right. <laughs> How come there's no sun? <laughs> Where's the shadow coming from? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, and then. And when I was, I, I, I was saying befriend a 10 year old, not best friends with a 10 year old. No, but that was a but, good, that was a good example. I think that in my mind, I mean, you tell me if you disagree. But I would still be nice to a 10 year old on the street that was like, you know, lost or like, you know, needed help and things like that. Like I wouldn't just like find your own way, kid. I got mine. I was, I remember I was on a, I was on, it was in the summertime in Chicago and I was on the L, the elevated train. I think it was on the blue line. No, I was on the brown line. And I see when I used to take the train every day because I didn't even own a car back then. I really liked it actually living in the city and not needing it. But anyway, you saw every kind of person, you know, living in the city. And one time there was this this young boy. He had to have been like, I don't know, nine or ten. And he had a bicycle. And just the way he looked, somehow it reminded me of me a little bit. So already I had like, I guess, pity. But what made it worse was the fact that he was just he was dirty. He looked like he just got like you know makeup for like the sandlot two or something you know what i mean like like where the hell i had no idea where this kid had been and his clothes were ragged but he didn't strike me as someone who was giving up or 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 like you know so homeless that he he didn't care about himself like you could tell that he had something about him he was 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 a hard kid he's a hard kid and uh when he the when he looked at me he, he i mean it was like i was looking at a 60 year old gambler. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, man, you know, this is a kid who lives probably on the street, but he's got a bicycle and he's doing things. I don't know if they're legal, but he's doing something. He's, he's trying to learn how to survive. And so like all these thoughts went through my head. And before I got off the train, um, I opened my wallet. And as soon as I opened my wallet, like he was like a hawk. He was watching every movement I was making. And so it was like a guy nearby. He was kind of watching what was going on. And I just pulled out a $5 bill and I, I mean, I was just in the process of handing it to the kid and he snatched it out of my hand like an animal, like, like it was food wow. and, and then pocketed it right away, like hidden in his pants right away. And he, and he didn't thank me, but he, he, he dropped his head and looked away and it was a weird sort of like communication. Like right. that was his way. But he didn't speak. I don't know if he could or not. It was so weird. And I don't, I just, I don't know why I did that. I just did it. You know, it was kind of, but it, I don't know. It was really, uh, it made me think 
I guess I you made me think of like you know like yeah interacting with young people or children in general, and now I think it's a taboo weirdly because of the strange yeah. society that we live in. It's like Bill Burr made a joke about it. He's like you know he's like I used to like little kids. You know, I used to like going up to little kids and say, hey, little Jimmy, how you doing? You know, rub his yeah, head or right. throw a ball to him or whatever. But now it's like, you know, keep that thing away from me. Like, and I, 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 ha- I hate agreeing that that's true, but I think it is. Yeah. No, people like look at you weird. Like what they assume you have alternative motives. Yeah. Why is child. everybody walking around a pedophile all of a sudden? You know, it's, it's such a strange society that we live in. Oh, now. it's like that better safety in the sorry kind of thing. Maybe. I guess. Yeah. Maybe it's just a Midwest thing, because all I know is every time I leave Illinois, it's like I'm leaving a storm. Like the, the <laughs> sun comes out, you know? It's like I meet people that are kind and, and, and respectful again. It's like, oh, where am I, you know? Oh, this is the this is it's this life? Is this real life? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like David and the dentist, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it's very, you know, just moving around in general. Well, Mark Twain talked about that, you know? travel breaks prejudice basically and i agree with that well yeah, yeah. because you're experiencing other people's yeah. like uh yeah viewpoints and surroundings all right zach what's up it's a very simple question and it kind of goes back to something we were talking about earlier what is more important to teach a child math or art i think it's important for kids to be able to are people to be able to express themselves artistically in any way. I think that, that that's very important. I don't think you need to teach them the, the academic, uh, academic side of art, you know, like, like this is a Rembrandt and Rembrandt did this and Strufmata, you know, make sure you got that smoky haze. All his noses follow this particular radius. And right. I don't think that's necessarily important, but I think the ability to, to be expressive is important. And then, Math, I mean, math is also very academically important and being able to do things on the fly. I think that's, but if you took, which is, okay, so would one be more self-serving than the other? I feel like art and expressive is more self-serving and people happen to enjoy it. I don't think that it's like necessarily has to be the goal, but for math, Math is is very, it seems to be more group, um, beneficial. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree with that. I think math is the reason we have any that. Well, here's what's the reason I asked this question is because it sounded stupid to me at first because my brain gave me that gave me the question. And I'm like, why am I going to ask him that? I have this weird dichotomy now with my brain. I think I told you about it. And so now I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, why brain? Why are we going to ask that? It sounds simple to me. And then my brain explains it to me in this way. And I started thinking, well, math is like art. It can be. In the sense that a lot of our imagination that has led to innovation wouldn't exist without math. Just wouldn't. Right. And that makes me think. And that made me think of something I saw. I think it was a Richard Feynman interview where he asked the question, do we invent math or do we discover it? Yeah, that's another good question. Is is math intrinsic to the universe? I think that math is how we is is a language in which we describe the universe. I think that we we invented a medium for the universe to be explained through. 
Mm. That's all. I, I don't think that math, so math is, is our telescope. Or yeah, yeah, see. yeah. It's or it's like our marker render, you know, for if you were to go with like an art explanation, mm. because tune two can is also or uh, yeah, you have a, a row of of things. You have like four feathers, right? But that's just visual. You could see the four feathers, right? They're not necessarily that's a, that's a, that's a language aspect. Math is a language. It's just a way to describe it. I don't think that it's necessarily intrinsic. Well, it, another reason, another thing, another way of looking at this question that I thought of was, uh, it's again, it's so funny that you may reference that this something that I was thinking, but you mentioned feathers because here's a thought. There's a lot of feathers on a bird, say a bird of prey, like an eagle. Mm. Okay. At what point did evolution decide how many feathers are important or does it? Oh yeah, is right. It, is it an artistic brush? Right. Is it just a is is the number of feathers on a bird evolution's artistic, you know, swipe of like a brush? Or well, I'm sure it's the efficiency. Point it became the, efficient. Is, is there an exact number of feathers a bird must have at least of in order to be a working bird? If right. that makes sense, right? Yeah. How many how many feathers types? So that's why need? I was curious to see where you'd go with that this question to see. If you had to teach a child one or the other, which would be more important, I guess, math or art? I'm definitely more interested in art mm-hmm. because I just I just find it more accessible to me than math. Math is a more difficult subject for me to wrap my head around. Well, you're in luck because I only have one more question in terms of counting down. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There's only one more. So, All right. Do you have any more questions for me? Yeah, so... Let's see. There's so many. <laughs> so let's go with. Um, we've already kind of talked about that one with uh, what makes a person attractive. So, what's your standpoint when you meet a new person, especially when it's in your environment? So, say, like if you're at work and you've been there for a while, and say a new guy comes on board, what do you. What are your standpoints? Or even if you're the new guy, it's like we can talk about both aspects. What do you mean? What's my standpoint? So how do you, how, what? what do you think of other people when you first meet them? See, for me, if you want me to go first and explain what I mean. Yeah. Give me an example. So like when I meet new people, you're always at neutral to dislike. Like I, 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 I like, I'm hard against <laughs> kind of like new people and I, I don't, I give them the chance to prove themselves, but I automatically assume you're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, actually, this sounds like a trust question. Yeah, so kind I of guess it is. It goes back to, like, look, I, well, I'll just tell you what I believe. And it, I think, is largely in part to how I was raised. Um, I do believe, though it may be an ancient concept, I believe in chivalry. I believe in in being a gentleman and being chivalrous. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like it's overly masculine, perhaps, but it's not because being chivalrous applies to anyone. It's not just, say, a man to a woman, right? It's not like a hetero thing if you want to be woke about it. But treating people with sort of like a a modicum of respect like a like a neutral version if like you said Mm -hmm. of of how i would hope to treat them i i don't know if i you said you you know you're neutral to dislike 
if I understand that, the way I understand that is that I'm prepared to dislike someone the same way, though, that I'm prepared to like them. And as far as my personality is concerned, I'm quick to like people because I and it's really not as friendly as it sounds. And here's what I mean. (laughs) I'm quick to like people because I will find enjoyment even from an idiot. And I, you know, just because something makes me laugh or I'm entertained doesn't mean I like that person necessarily. This here's an example of how this backfires on me. So I might be in a social setting and one person will say something that's kind of a dig at another person. And I know both people. I know the person being attacked and I know the person attacking, let's say. Mm -hmm. Right. And I like them both for different reasons in different in, in, in different ways. And the attacker might say something that I do find funny, but it is rude to laugh because I care about the person who's being attacked. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I realized that, or I've learned that in those types of situations, the person who's been attacked verbally, let's say, uh, may disrespect me or lose respect for me because I laughed at the joke that was made in their expense. But I don't, I haven't lost love or respect for that person. Right. It was just a funny It was just funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult. I think some people get that. And those kinds of people I generally get along with much more easily. So in terms of like new people I meet at a workplace, they either enter mine or I'm entering theirs. If they have a dark sense of humor, if they have a very open-minded sense of humor if they can laugh at themselves and at me without hurting without actually like right being vicious yeah you know, or vile then like we get i get along very quickly with that kind of person if i have to always explain i think that goes with anyone there's a there's this thing about communication and language or that i learned from some documentary i saw in language once because i think that's a very interesting topic too oh i love i love learning about different languages and how different people um well in terms of like yeah so like in terms of like communication and and, um being able to uh not rely but relate to others right and that's what i was getting was going to get at was the fact that when we have to constantly explain ourselves, every little thing, especially to a stranger, we're we're building a distance between them and us. Even though we're also making bridges for understanding, right? we are moving further and further away of getting along with that person, if that makes sense. Even though we're beginning to understand each other better. Do you, do you think that it's like a... A step back or a step backwards, but yet a step forwards at the same time. That's essentially what I guess I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, or so it's like, it's yeah. like since I have to explain myself, this is putting a a damper. But now for the future, maybe we could build on that bridge or build through that. Bridge. Yeah. You'll you okay. going forward. You can you'll definitely understand each other better and quicker. Mm-hmm. But it's that it's that speed of of understanding that matters. I think in our our how close we get to someone, you know, and, and if you pay attention like I do to that sort of thing, um, you'll notice that the people that are closest to you are people that you never have to explain yourself to. They, yeah. They're, they're, they're no, so, no, they get, there's like, yeah. it's like, like, like a, a boost of bonding. Yes. Whenever you like, 
you make a joke or something and you don't have to explain it and they, they just like got it and you're you like, it's like it, oh yeah. you get me dude yes. you fuck, fuck yeah that's like, what that's you understand about. what I'm saying where, I, where I'm coming from that's exactly what I'm talking about yeah. and so that applies in everything I think and that's how I and when, that's my standpoint and like when you, you said. had to explain yourself you almost feel like you're being attacked by that person it's like, like why do you think that way like why do you why do you say that it's like it almost feels Maybe like it almost feels like yeah. Well, it almost it's like the 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 counterbalance aspect to like the. Well, do I think, you get me. Yeah, you know? I mean, we are naturally defensive when we have to explain ourselves. Yeah, right? it's like it's like it's just a joke, man. Like you don't understand, like you know. Yeah, what's well, even like the, what was that? There was a French detective in a movie I watched once upon a crime. He had a great line. Uh, he's like, even someone who's innocent will lie. If they think they're being questioned, you know, if, if they think they're being like judged, I'm like, yeah, yeah that's true. You, that's sort of like a default for whatever reason, because we were looking, you know, our brains are looking for the quickest escape, right? Get out of the burning building, basically, you know, so. But yeah, I try, I, I still allow people to like prove themselves. So, you know, it's like, even if you're at just like, I can dislike someone and like, like they're pretty far they're no longer neutral you know they are in the dislike they can like start to get better and i can start to like them like you could you could you could fuck around and i could be like, okay that was just a bad day for Have you. you ever had people you've known let's say like at work let's use for an example because that's a good example i think in a workspace where when they started you didn't you didn't like them you didn't think you would like them or you thought you'd like them dislike them even more but then as time went on, you found respect for them and then you actually liked them. So like they, you did it, you, they, you know, they were almost like a different person to you. Yeah. No, I have definitely seen where, where I was like, like they, they shown some colors where like, this is, I don't know. I, I got, I got bad feelings, but then like, um, they start to be it better and they start to be more relaxed and they start to find their groove in, in this social construct of whatever the work environment is. And they're like, Okay, I understand where you're coming from now, and I can I can get along with you. I can find because I don't want to, because that makes my life more difficult if I hate you. You oh, know, yeah, it takes effort. Yeah. It take not only does it take effort, but it like it makes it everything else more difficult around you. Like I don't I, why would I I don't want to be around people I don't like. So it's like if I can find a way to to a redeeming factor, right? I, I will hold I will hold on to that, especially after work with you. So yeah, maybe I won't go out and hang out with you after work, but when we're at work, at least I can I can joke around with you about a certain topic, yeah. or I can I can like like this one thing. As long as I focus on that, I won't focus on all the other drawbacks that you, that you have as a person, or that you because like laziness gets me. I hate it when other people, when I have to pick up other people's slack, like I hate that. It's like, man, you're making more work for me now. Like, Mm -hmm. like I don't mind doing work. I'm here to do work, but I got my thing to do. And and if I don't get my thing done, then everything, well, someone else will have to pick my my slack. And I definitely don't want someone picking my slack up. Mm -hmm. So, but if I can find a redeeming factor to like, you know, make the job easier and more productive, then I I, I will, I will promote that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have another one? Another question? I got one last question. Okay. Um, and so it's a funny one. To me, it's funny. So what would you say is my greatest weakness or oh gosh. a trait about my personality you wish would change? Marco, I would never change you. 
Well, you have to choose one. So then, what? what okay, so then the first. So what? What, what do I either, think is a fault? What? What would you say is my greatest weakness, or a women. trait? Dude, about- women are your greatest weakness. Yeah, dude, them broads. <laughs> it's kryptonite, man. They, they they get you. You you change when you're when you're on the 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 path to to get a girl. It's like you're. I, there's nothing that it, that will distract you from from getting with that girl and and sometimes that's a little frustrating like i was trying to tell you that like hey man we're gonna leave just so you know wouldn't wouldn't hear me you did not you didn't recognize you didn't nod your head oh yeah okay it's like you didn't do nothing like you, you had my existence was was nulled i was like all right that's fine i tried <laughs> i tried to tell you where we're going i wasn't even telling you to come with us I just want to let you know so you didn't like look around like all oh, my friends are gone. That's how am I gonna to me. how am I gonna get home? I've, I've, that's like, happened to me. I, yeah, <laughs> I was like I did my part. It's like, but dude, women for sure are your is your greatest weakness, and and but I wouldn't change that about you. No, uh, no, I, I like the way you are. Thanks. I think you're a great yeah. person. But I, you're right. You're all right. I but, agree. But that, that's definitely your kryptonite. All right, now you got me curious. What's my greatest weakness? Hmm. You know, I hadn't thought or, of that. Or thing that you would change. <laughs> um. Oh man, god damn it! I didn't, I didn't expect you to do this. Um. I don't know why. I was going to say like every time I think of a question, I'm like, how would I answer this question? <laughs> well, that's what I was trying to do was think of questions that I couldn't answer myself okay. or wouldn't anticipate what you would say because mm. I'm like, I really want to be kind of surprised. Well, now you've surprised me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta choose. Um, well, I agree with you. I wouldn't want to change. There's, I mean, when I want to change someone, it's usually someone I don't like. So that's not the case here. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, it's like, what would you want to change about uh, Bill Clinton? I'm like, well, I, I stop him from being a pedophile. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, and as far as you're concerned, um, I think your what is your greatest weakness? I think your greatest weakness is uh, loneliness. I think you are a more productive person when you have someone else in your life, like a girlfriend or that kind of thing. I think I think you are paralyzed, and and, and maybe it, this isn't unique. I think a lot of guys go through this at different points in their life. Some mm-hmm. guys all the time. Uh, I don't think you're one of those, but I do think that some of what some of the things that I think you're that is awesome about you is paralyzed when you are lonely. And I think that when you have someone in your life, you're just automatically like they don't even have to really be encouraging you. I think just having that person next to you in your life just sort of opens up a lot of gates for you. And you're just kind of a different person. Well, I think that's because I'm, I'm less angry. Yeah. When I'm in a relationship, for sure. Yeah. I think that's my it's my greatest weakness is my anger. Which is unique because most people are well, the opposite. They're more, they're more angry often when they're in a relationship. That's so funny, really. Well, think about it. I think so. You know, even when know. they're happy. So That's so weird. No, because I just need, like, yeah, like you said, I just need one person. I don't well, even need. I think you're very content. You're one of the few people. You're one of those types of people that are very content when they're, when they're in a relationship. Yeah. Well, I like it. It's like it's it's a confirmation that I'm worthy and that I'm you know mm. you know it. 
Oh, I see. And yeah. it's that someone likes me and was, wants to put the effort into me. And, and I want to do the same for them. And it gives me something to work on, too. And it's you it, have someone to impress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beside yourself. Well, that, and it, I just get more, I, I feel more at ease, too. You know, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm just less angry. I'm a, I'm a happier guy in a relationship. That's yeah. for sure. Um, I wouldn't, as you were thinking, I was like, what would I change about me? I'm like, definitely my intelligence level. I wish I could read better. I wish you could just like, See, now, if I said that, to, I don't then, believe but that, the, but, but if I, I said that to you, you would know I, just was, I was joking with you. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> my inability to read at a, at a very proficient level has kept me away from like things like a lot of social media, like Twitter and Facebook and, and getting involved in those things because... So it's a blessing in disguise? Yeah, yeah. It, and, and it, may, it has has altered who I am as a person, the way I think, and it's to such a great degree that like I almost don't want to change that because like, it, it, it has... It has had a pr- profound effect on my on my personality. Hmm, see the good and the bad. Good philosophy. I tried. <laughs> like I said, man, it makes it a lot easier to work with myself if I can like one thing about me. <laughs> no, I I like the idea too that if that makes me think of a concept where I can introduce <laughs> I can introduce inabilities in my life that would save me from stress. That's a wonderful idea. I think that's yeah. that's a nice no, thing. No, it is. And it really has it has, I I and it has made me think more analytically about different aspects too. Um like when it, when I'm reading it's like I'm 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 so slow at it that I literally would read each letter. I'm not skimming through anything. I, I have to focus. Well, so, limitations is what is what the is isn't, isn't that the cradle of imagination i mean right right like if you had unlimited access and unlimited resources and abilities if you had no limit if you had what, no limits in what life would your imagination yeah, be because be there's boring. no limitations to work around it right there's actually this really good uh dnd um storytelling and like how, how to create campaigns and how to be a good gm and things like that and he talks about the constraints are what makes the story mm-hmm. and how you can build mm-hmm. upon those restraints. Because if you just had an open access to all the things in the universe, right. it's like, well, that's, there's nothing there. There's no right. intrigue. There's no interest. There's nothing exactly. to, to hold, to fight against. It's like, yeah, that's totally true. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing was that I was saying, was like, okay, well, if, if I wouldn't change anything for myself, what, what, what would I consider my weakness? I'm like, well, definitely my anger. And then that's when you brought up, it's like, that I'm lonely and stuff like that. I'm like, well, yeah. And I think that that dips into what I was thinking with the anger aspect. It's like, I'm just less, less angry. I'm less hold back by myself because mm. I've been thinking about that more and more, how much my anger has been holding me back and has been like, just not, not a productive force. But then I also think it's like, who am I without my anger though? I've been angry for so long. It's like, it's so weird when I'm not angry. It's like it's like this is my default mode, mm. and it's like it's like if I my still Zach, if I'm not if I'm not angry, well, it's like my grandma. I don't says. take my anger out on other people. You know, I don't no, I don't I, yell at others, yeah. and I don't and I don't and I'm not violent towards others. But man, there's a lot of hatred in this guy, and it's just like I, I that's not a productive way to live. No, it isn't. I agree. I think, I think it was, um, well, a lot of like psychologists have, have talked about this, at least ones I've read or listened to, um, that, it, that is a persistent state for men in general, uh, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. It's, uh, 
It's a thankless job being a guy sometimes. <laughs> maybe maybe more often than people want to admit. But uh, uh, men, I guess what they were saying, what they say is that men in general have suffer more loneliness than, like, say, women do. Um, they they spend more time alone than women do. Um, what else? It was a, it was a really interesting. Well, study. guys have the most violent crimes against them, and yeah. and the perpetrator as well, as well. So that means we're most worried about other guys. Highest rate of suicide. Yeah, highest yeah. Uh, higher rate of suicide by like, like a long shot. Yeah, yeah, it's there's a lot of things like just like if you go on Jordan Peterson and what him mm-hmm. defending guys and what he says about men, it's like like wow, like guys yeah. are the ones that are most likely to go to war. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Just all, all these different, like, um, and, and, and these are also like, a lot of it is things we put on ourselves and each other. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's our, that's out the world that we've carved. Yeah. For ourselves. Sure. You know, but I think also just being angry is just, it's too chaotic in your mind, right? It's too much. It gets out of control. I'm, yeah. yeah I, and, I, and that's why it holds you back is because you're not focused. How can you focus if your mind is erratic and, and well, scattered it cre- and all these and other it, things? It's a domino effect, right? Because more anger creates more fear and more fear creates more anger. Well, I, I think my anger is also, it has this like feedback loop of depression too. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's like not yeah, only does my definitely. depression make me more angry, but my anger will make me more depressed. And then my dude, I'm like, God damn it. I can fly the fuck am I sad? Like, well, yeah. man up, bitch. <laughs> like, God damn it. And then it's like, then yeah. it's like, then I'm like, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, no, bitch, get fucking angry about this shit. Well, when uh, you have nothing to throw a punch at, you start throwing punches inward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you totally do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. But I, I mean, overall, I wouldn't change you and I wouldn't change myself. And But I, I, if I could work on my anger, it definitely would well, want to well, work on that. We do, we do want change. We just work towards positive change. Yes, yes. But as a, as a person, I wouldn't change As a you. person, That's yeah, what I mean. Right. Yeah. Thank you. If you like what you're hearing. Or even if you don't, that also helps. <laughs> yeah, especially if you're still listening. Then please consider supporting the show. We're working hard on our passion to create quality content, and we want to bring you much more. Indeed, we've got big plans for what we want to add to Audio Pong, and we'd also love to hear from you, the audience, on topics or content Zach and I can create for you. Visit AudioPong on RedCircle.com for more information on where to support the show and where to listen. Also, feel free to contact us directly through email with AudioPong at gmail.com. Be happy. Be healthy. And, and have, have a metal, metal life. life.